You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network as we continue our coverage of Survivor New Zealand and a very special episode for you today, very exciting episode as we're getting the opportunity to chat to our first contestant from the show. We've uh, obviously been covering it for the last couple of weeks and today it is a big pleasure to be able to welcome to the program the second eliminated contestant from Survivor New Zealand, the amazing, the awesome Miss Hannah Goff. Hannah, welcome to the Oz Network. It's a pleasure to have you here today. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's uh, it's an honour. I had to I had to give you a, a big talk up there because um, I, I'm i still sad. I, I can't believe you're out of the show. <laughs> uh, we, we were all big fans, myself, Nick and Perez, in talking about you. And uh, I'm obviously a couple of days at least behind uh, Nick and Perez in watching it over here in Australia. But, yeah, I, I, I don't think I've recovered. Have you recovered? I should be concerned I'm about st- you. It's not about me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still recovering. I'm so gutted to leave too. Like, I'm so gutted. But, I mean, that's the way that Survivor works pretty much. You can't con- really control the game that much and that's in those sort of terms with Redemption Island and those challenges. But I'm still real proud of my efforts that what I achieved while being on that show. But, yeah, I am gutted that I've left. Yeah, it's 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 sad, and it seems that um, you know, with with Mogaton and just the people we're losing at this point too, it's kind of you know, Tony to go afterwards. I mean, he's still obviously there in Redemption Island, but it's just a case of, you know, if if if, if Sala gets voted out next, I think I'm done. I think I'm walking away. I just can't handle. <laughs> I can't handle my favourites leaving at the moment. Hannah, what's going on? <laughs> No, I actually think I read that somewhere on Twitter. Someone was like, "If Salah's the next person to go, that's it. I'm not watching anymore." Yep, yep, done with, done with it. Now, I mean, one thing I, I really enjoyed reading, sort of your your pregame stuff, where you've you've mentioned here about in preparation, you binge watched so many Survivor episodes, you got to the point where you freaked yourself out and stopped. Now, I'm interested to know, were you actually a Survivor fan before you applied, or was this a case of once you got on, you went back and watched all these episodes to really freak you out? Um, So the way that this actually works is that I actually didn't know that I had been entered, had applied for Survivor, so my modelling agent thought, this is a really great idea for Hannah. Let's make her push her out into some really unknown territory. So he actually put that first application in for me and sent me a message and was like, hey, Glam, um, by the way, you need to film a video for your application for Survivor. And I was (laughs) like, oh, bro, you're so fired. Like, that is no, 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 no. I was like, this is crazy. Like, I used to watch Survivor when I lived at home, when I was still in high school with, like, my mum and dad would watch Survivor. Um, but then the more I thought about it, I'm like, actually, no, I'm all about that whole thing of defying odds and proving to people that you can't judge a book by its cover and you're not defined by a number. So I was like, let's do it. Let's go. Let's, let's do it. So I was like, okay, so obviously if I'm going to do the survivor thing, I want to go in with the best possible advantage I can. So I literally just watched as many Survivor episodes as I can. I would fall to fall asleep with podcasts going in the background. <laughs> I'd wake up. I'd have sick days off work, <laughs> and I'd binge watch Survivor episodes, just trying to get my head around what I needed to do, how I needed to play the strategy, and what I what was going to be expected of Survivor. Wow, wow, that's great! Did you end up firing your agent, or did they get a raise? Basically, now that you got on the show. <laughs> Uh, no, I still have that same agent. <laughs> All right, okay. Well, uh, I guess there's a slight uh, good story to come out of that. So, I mean, just yeah. one, one thing I'll sort of touch on that. I mean, one of our co-hosts, Nick, who, yeah, sadly couldn't be with us today, but he wanted to sort of know a little bit in terms of that 
casting process, I mean, I don't know how much you're allowed to discuss, I guess, with that, but kind of once you then initially get that video in, once you get that, I guess, initial phone call to say, hey, cool, you know, you're on to the next stage of that, was it kind of a smooth flowing process from there? I mean, did you kind of have to fight for your place to be on the show? Um, I, I don't know. From my experience, it was quite like quite smooth but I think because I'm so unique and so different and as I like to say alternative (laughs) that I think that from the very beginning I think a lot of the producers and people picking the contestants could obviously see my passion around body positivity and defying the odds um and could see that I have a real fighting spirit so we kind of just went through like a couple of Skype interviews we talked with the producer um then you talked with somebody else yeah, so I don't know what other people's experiences, but for me, it was quite smooth sailing. Well, that was one of the things we definitely talked about, at least in our uh, preview episode. And I think we've been very high praise for the way this has been cast, because I guess particularly comparing it to what we've been used to in the US version recently, and even on our Australian version last year, it kind of, they obviously have their archetypes that they generally will always cast, and you don't necessarily get that sort of extra, you know, that alternative looking person. And it kind of, even outside yourself, just the overall look of this cast was fantastic. And did that kind of stand out to you when you're initially seeing all the other people you're playing with then in that, in that truck and then on the beach to kind of look around and think, well, hey, you know, it's, it's not just all skinny, attractive 20-somethings. Uh, they've actually kind of gone for a very diverse cast here. Yeah, that's the first thing I noticed when I met all the contestants. I was like, this is awesome because there is a such diverse range of people. Like, immediately I was already sort of attracted to D in the terms of, I was like, D's a little bit like me. We definitely stand out from the crowd a little bit. And then I looked around and I saw, you know, Nate and Barb and Sulla being some older people. Of course, we had some younger, like, people as well. And then finding out Lou is, like, 18. And I was like, what? How old are you? <laughs> Like, are you even allowed to be here? She's like, yeah, I'm a team. Like, cool. So it was really awesome because I'm real, like, I love that. Um, Obviously, I've got, like, pink and blue hair and dress pin up and stuff like that. So I love that we have a real diverse cast. And that's, I guess, what, um, yeah, I mean, really stood out about yourself too is the fact that you're you're so proud of, of your appearance. You're so proud of who you are. And just, you know, and I've I've been reading your interviews that you've been giving sort of since your elimination and just still standing by that, which is just fantastic. And that was definitely something that I, you know, was talking up to in our episodes is the fact that I I was so happy to see someone like this on the show. And I guess on the flip side of that, which obviously you have discussed in a lot of these interviews, is kind of people were judging that book by the cover. And is this kind of something that going into the game that you assumed would happen? And if it was, was this something that you kind of had ways of countering it? Were there things maybe that you were countering it that we didn't get to see kind of on the edit? Um, Yeah, definitely. I think from the moment I met some of the cast, I knew and I could see it in their eyes. I could see judgments forming around me um and so that's kind of where i was slowly slowly trying to introduce them and be like hey like i play roller derby i'm a power lifter i'm actually a really strong power lifter like i play second in my um power lifting competition for the whole of the north island so people obviously new zealand is split into north island and south island so when i competed in the north island um power lifting competition i play second so i'm like i'm really really strong and i have these awesome attributes about me so you know just trying to introduce people that so that when they saw me they would kind of think as well like yes you know she's a bigger girl 
but she's also really really strong at the same time but unfortunately it didn't go down that way um but i kind of knew a little bit going into survivor that i was going to have to prove myself from day one um and i thought i had done that around mogaton when we were building the campfire and also when we were trying to building our sleeping arrangement that some of the girls couldn't lift some of the logs and so i'd go and lift up the logs um and bring them over and i thought well obviously here i'm trying to show them that you know, you can't judge a book by its cover and that I am really strong and I'm going to be a really strong um, attribute to Mogaton tribe. That I was screaming at the screen because, like, when <laughs> when your name is being where I'm like, she is the strongest person on this tribe right now. She is literally carrying, I mean, you refer to them as boulders. Let's be honest, they were boulders. To me, they're definitely yeah, boulders. Um, and I'm thinking, <laughs> what, are they, what are they doing? And I guess it's just... We got some sort of, uh, you know, when they're, they're next episode, oh, we feel bad, you know, we shouldn't have judged her. It's kind of like, guys, were you not seeing her do this? Like, I couldn't imagine. You were so calm about it, Hannah. I, I, I would be yelling at these people if this was my torch getting snuffed at that point. I was pretty mad. I do have to admit, one thing that wasn't shown on camera was I did actually sit next to somebody um, who had told me that he had my back and wouldn't vote for me. Um, then when that first vote was read and it said Hannah, I just turned to him and I looked at my tribe and I was like, what the f- I'm not going to swear. What <laughs> you, you, the- you can swear. You can swear. Please say it. Swear. Okay, then. I was like, what the fuck, people? Are you serious right now? Like, and I just, I think I was just so shocked because I generally did not see that coming because, you know, like Sala... So I had actually talked to Sala and Sala had talked to me. And so I thought Sala had had my back and he told me he had my back. So I was like, okay, Sala, you know, we've got Shay and we've got Izzy and me. That's four. You know, I think I'm going to be okay. You know, so it was definitely a massive shock. And I think after I walked out with my torch, before I found out I was going to Redemption Island, well, there was not some appropriate teacher language Uh. coming my mouth, I can tell you that. <laughs> you don't want your kindergarten students uh, kind of uh, <laughs> hearing what hearing what you're saying. I mean, did when before we get to redemption line, like before you when you were saying you're watching those the episodes, did you happen to watch any episodes or any seasons featuring Redemption Island? Um, so I had, but I kind of didn't quite understand Redemption Island and the episodes that I had been watching when I was binge watching didn't really understand the concept of it. And so, and then I kind of was like, "Mm, okay, that kind of, but never in a million years did I think New Zealand would put that twist on it. Never did. It's it's a bold move to use it mm. from your very first season, particularly because yeah, yeah. Uh, Survivor fans are very much negative against the twist. Um, yeah. So it's definitely a bold move. And what's that reaction then when sort of after you had the lovely language that you were then told uh, that there is Redemption Island? Is it a case of hey, guess what? You're you're going here, or how do they even break that to you at that point? Because we don't obviously get to see that. No, which I think maybe because maybe the language that was coming from my, <laughs> I cannot speak for myself, and also D, mm-hmm. I think she was pretty annoyed as well that maybe they might not have been able to use that footage. But we were basically having our exit interview. I am fighting back tears, and Matt Chisholm comes up to us and goes and taps me on the shoulder, and I turn around and I'm like, you know what, I'm not in the mood for this right now. And he goes, Hannah, I've got some good news for you, going to Redemption Island. And I was like, Redemption Island, what? <laughs> like, just trying to process it all. I I still had mixed feelings about it. 
obviously being with Dee, um, Dee being the ultimate, like, one of a crazy super fan that she is, um, kind of said to me, I don't think we can come back from this. And in my head, I was thinking, I don't think you can come back from Redemption Island because you're just being voted out by your tribe. You're going to win all these challenges and show that you are a force to be reckoned with and you're going to come back and be introduced to the game. Then everyone in the game's going to know how hella strong you are and you've got this determination. So they're going to be like, immediately, she's a really big threat. Let's get rid of her again. In my mind, that's how I could see it. But even though that's what I was thinking in the back of my mind, I still was like, you know what, I don't care. I just want to go as far as I can on Redemption Island to prove to people that they did make the worst mistake ever by voting me off. And what were those initial moments like uh, with, with D when you're on there? I mean, uh, obviously, you know, you're both from separate tribes, so this is kind of a real get-to-know-each-other point for, for both of you. And, I mean, how, how was that? Because, I mean, again, footage we never got to see was you two really living yeah. on Redemption Island. Yeah, it was actually very hard being on Redemption Island. There wasn't um, a lot of footage filmed. Like, you are quite isolated on Redemption Island. Um, it was interesting getting to know Dee. Um, we were only there for, like, a day, but we went crab hunting again. <laughs> I was like, Dee, let's go get crabs. Um, so we went crab hunting. was like, yep, we sort of milked around, got some firewood, sort of chilled out, worked on our tan, talked about what we were going to do, all the things... Um, we did talk about the tribe a little bit. She was quite go with the flow. D, where it took me a little while to unwind, I think, because I was still in shock from my tribe, basically. Was she, would she be someone that had you started on tribes together that you would have liked to have worked with based on your time with On Redemption Island? Um, I think so. She, uh, she's got real good knowledge of the game. I think when I was with her on Redemption Island and the way she was talking about Redemption Island and Survivor, things were ticking in my mind. And I was like, this girl knows a lot about Survivor. And that's when I kind of like, I think Dee's a little bit like she's well-educated on Survivor play. And so when she told everyone, obviously, at Redemption Island that she was a super fan, I was like, makes sense. Totally makes sense of everything that she was talking to me on Redemption Island about. One thing that uh, I, I definitely thought was fascinating how you handled it was when you're brought into Redemption Island Arena and you've got both tribes there and kind of, I think, I can't remember what Matt asked you, but you were just kind of like, no comment. You just kind of bit your tongue, you know, much opposed to yeah. what Tony obviously did in, in the next episode. I'll get to that. But I mean, was that kind of, was that a strategic thinking point at that part? Like, if I'm coming back into this game, I don't want to kind of burn any more bridges, even though they voted me out. Or was that just a case of, I'm so frustrated they voted me out. I just don't want to get into this right now. I think it was very, I'm so frustrated right now. If I open my mouth, I'm going to say something I'm <laughs> going to regret. Like, kind of standing there, seeing the tribe and seeing the people who had told me that they have my back. Now, I understand it's day one and someone had to go. I totally understand that that is how Survivor is played. But when someone says to me, I've got your back, Hannah, and repeatedly says to you, I've got your back, you don't expect to get voted out straight away. So I think I was definitely trying to not get too worked up because I knew I had to do a challenge. So I was like, if I get myself really worked up and angry right now, it's going to cloud my judgment and cloud how I think and how I do this challenge. So I was like, you know what, I need to focus on the challenge and not focus at getting back on my tribe like focus getting angry at my tribe because that's not going to do me any good. I need to focus on 
winning this challenge. <laughs> who who was the one kind of going back to when you were talking about someone like uh, Salah, obviously what he was saying to you and, and basically the whole tribe. Who was the one that was the hardest to take from? Because, I mean, obviously everyone voted for you, sadly. So who was that one person, I guess, that you were the most hurt by them voting for you? Um, I think it was Salah and Shay, actually, going, like, they were the ones that I thought, sweet, solid, solid, not solid alliance, but I'm like, sweet, I feel like this is the beginning of an alliance. So it was really hard for the people who told me they weren't going to vote for me to then vote for me. Like, um, obviously, Tom and Arvi and Tony, oh, excuse me, never said to me, I'm not going to vote you. So, you know... Like, that was like, that's cool. They never told me about that. It's the people who said to me, I'm not going to vote you out. You know, I think you're a really good, strong asset for this team. That's when those are the people that I found it the hardest it's, to yeah, take. It's, it's, I think it was that comment. I think, I mean, again, I don't know if it, it was that exact moment when it was Shay that said something or it was just how they edited it. But, yeah, I think that's kind of my take was that it seemed like you were so annoyed, particularly with Shay, uh, just with the way she had done that. And I guess that's kind of a trend I'm seeing with Shay is that uh, – she likes to say a few things and kind of go a, a different direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Like, not that I just thought, you know, the way that um, me and Shay and Sally had made that connection that I thought, you know, us three were going to be good and go through it. Like, this was going to be the start of a really, really solid alliance. But, you know, like, that survivor. Things yeah. change. People say things. People vote you off. I get it. That's how the game's played. Well, you then played the game beautifully when it came to the, uh, obviously, that first challenge up against uh, D. Uh, look, obvious question. You must have felt pretty darn good at that point. But uh, I guess I guess there would also be mixed emotions too, given that you kind of had that at least bonding day with D at the same time. But sadly, there obviously had to be a loser in that challenge. Yeah, and I was really worried going into that challenge as well um, because D actually does a lot of, well, she we had talked about on Redemption Island and she had done a lot of contortion and sort of stuff with that, with her bodies. And so leading into it, she'd said to me, oh, sorry, Hannah, I'm going to have to nail this one and you're going to have to go home. And I was like, okay, that's cool. We're just going to play this game and see who wins. Kind of, I play roller derby, so we sometimes give the other team a little bit of smack talk just to put them off. So I was like, that's not going to phase me at all. But I was gutted because I'm like, nobody wants to go home after being on Survivor for like less than 24 hours. They're just completely gutting. But then I'm secretly like, oh, hell yes, I'm so glad that wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> You're not the first boot. <laughs> no. I know, I wasn't the first boot. <laughs> well, one thing, we, we um, one of our ex-co-hosts on our, on our former show, Survivor Oz, he was very much a fan of the first boots. Like, he had this weird little club that he'd talk up how great the first boots were. I tried to start yeah. up the second boot club because I would then argue that a lot of the people voted out second over the years in Survivor were equally as good as the first boot, but not many people remembered them because they generally remember the first boot and the winner and a few in the middle. So it's kind of like, look, let's yeah. start up the second boot club. So, look, no offense yeah. to D, we love <laughs> D, but look, you're more memorable than D at this point come on (laughs) (laughs) have to say it have to say it what was it what was it like i mean again the one thing that i guess i've sort of been critical about the way they're showing redemption island is we're not seeing a whole lot of it particularly how long the episodes is that first episode particular of the week we we really get barely any time to see that so what were there things that we really didn't get to see a lot of that maybe you thought we should have seen when you're living by yourself and then when Tony comes along, particularly with Tony, because I feel like you two would have had a lot more to say than we actually ultimately <laughs> got to see. Yeah, um, Redemption Island, like, there is, um, it was really hard. Like, you were only, 
kind of you were there alone for a lot of the time and i think definitely my time on redemption island would have been great i actually got bit by a spider oh wow um i got bit by a scorpion oh wow i saw this this terrifyingly oh horrific snake um and i ended up getting really 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 sick so there was a lot of stuff happening on redemption island that definitely would have made great tv time um and definitely when me and tony probably that first night didn't really sleep we just literally spent the whole time talking by the campfire just about everything he was obviously really uh, angry Mm -hmm. and his little speech that you hear on redemption island has had the glam edit put into that i was like oh oh that's a bit harsh tony i don't feel like you probably should say that straight to people's faces um but yeah definitely there was a lot of time that me and tony just sat around definitely that first night talking a lot but i do think that redemption island probably is something that um the there is you know we're there as long as the other tribe you know while they're going we're there just chilling out doing our stuff so Mm. yeah they're probably it would have been cool to see a little bit more of. This kind of sounds like a really mean thing to say, but I kind of want to see you get bitten by a spider like that. That's, <laughs> that's kind <laughs> that's of great. It. And that was my first day of Redemption Island by myself. So I was like, this is really off to a really good start. Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, look, as an Australian, I automatically hear the words bitten by a spider and fear for your safety. But I'm guessing uh, clearly yeah. you're here talking to me right now. So yeah. you didn't die. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's uh, wow. Story to tell uh, all the children at work and stuff about. I'm like that time that I got bit by a spider. Yeah, it was a pretty spider too. I have to admit. Oh, look, I hate spiders. So that's that's my one thing about you know. Every time I've applied for Survivor, I think, do I really want to do this? Do I really want to kind of hang out with these giant things that I'm terrified of? But hey. Like- I mean, hey, I come from New Zealand where we don't have snakes and we don't have scorpions. <laughs> and I think the most dangerous spider we have is like a white tail spider. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's all part of the game and it's all fun. And I think it's great for me because I can be like, this time on Survivor, win. Yeah. It's, it's something you can definitely tell the grandkids about one day. It's like, hey, yeah. guess what I did once? Uh, they got bitten by a giant spider. I, I'm interested with that, the Tony speech because kind of going back to what I was saying about you, how, you know, you sort of reserved i guess and kind of biting your tongue yet clearly tony's the type of person that really isn't going to hold back are you there yeah. at that point when he's saying that are you thinking again like this is great for me should i get back in the game or great kind of because like do you think he's digging himself a hole or do you think how do you think i guess he played that situation when he's going off at them i think i really wish that shay had been there is all i'm gonna say like if shay had been there that would have been genius like that would have been brilliant um but no i i kind of think i'm glad tony did it to be honest like i think it needed to be said where i probably maybe that could be the one thing if i look back on survivor and thought to myself what would one thing i would do differently on survivor i probably might have said something more to my tribe um but you can't live on the what ifs regrets and stuff like that but i think that what tony did and the way that he spoke obviously showed that he was upset and he was, you know, angry. And obviously rifts were forming already in Mogaton at that point. So I can obviously imagine sort of, I think, as you alluded to there, there must have been a lot of uh, clever editing around that because I can't imagine he wasn't swearing a lot at that point too. Come on. No, he actually didn't. Really? I did tell him. Wow. Yeah. 
I did. I was like, Tony, like, I think for you to get the real message across right now, we might just need to cut out the swearing so that your message can be put across to people. Wow, okay. Did he, did he, when, one of the times when you guys were sort of talking, I guess, at Redemption Island, we saw that, you know, emotional confessional from him where basically, yeah, he was crying, saying, look, I judged a book by a cover. It was, you know, I felt bad. Did he kind of have a moment with you where he said that to your, your face on Redemption Island? Oh, absolutely. Because I literally, like, by this point, I'm mad. I'm riled up. I've been on Redemption Island now, been by myself, and I've sort of stewed on this situation a little bit. And I was like, hey, Tony, like, what's the deal? Why did you vote me out? Um, you know, I told you all these things about myself. And hey, guys, you know what, Hannah? Someone actually came to me and said, we're going to vote Hannah. And Tony kind of said, no, this is what Tony said to me. Tony said to me, hey, Hannah, you know, I was approached and said we need to vote Hannah out. And he was like, I didn't really want to. But then they kind of made the point, you know, Hannah's a bigger person. She's going to slow us down. We do think her size is going to limit her ability. And and he did, broke down in tears at the campfire. And he said, look, I was so wrong. I was so wrong. And I'm so sorry. And it's it was genuine tears as well. Like, I think it's great to say we're sorry. We regret it on camera that's cool because then you're kind of like covering your tracks but tony was generally upset and remorse that he had done it so to me i was like you know that's cool because all i wanted to achieve was to prove to people that you can't judge a book by cover and you're not defined by a number so tony obviously realized that he had made a mistake and had judged me and so for just if him to be remorseful kind of was enough for me i was like that's cool. That's what I wanted to do on here. So obviously I want to win because that's why I'm doing Survivor, but I also wanted to prove this point to people. And- yeah, yeah, that's, 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 that's really good to hear. I mean, it's sad we didn't get to see that, but I guess we, we obviously got that confessional with him, which I'm sure they might have not shown that shown that scene instead. But um, were you yeah. surprised that it was Tony that was next, or were you, is that something you guess you kind of expected? No. I, I honestly, hand on my heart, thought it was going to be Izzy. I was like, if Mogaton loses... Um, the next tribe, I mean, the next immunity challenge, then I do think I'm going to see Izzy turn up. So to see Tony walk in, I was like, what the heck has gone on? (laughs) Like, are you serious right now? What is going on in Mogaton? And then I was like, I know that a few people, like I know Tom and I know um, Avi were finding a little bit difficult sometimes with the way that Tony was talking and, you know, the way the camp was getting set up where it is very this is Tony's way to do it. But I was like, well, that's Tony. That's who he is. And he obviously has that really good strength. So I was totally happy with it. I was like, that's cool. You know, he takes does it like that. But yeah, I was really shocked when I saw him walk in. One question I'll just quickly ask before I get into that, the jewel there on Redemption Island that you sadly lose. Uh, what is the deal with Tom? Why is everybody anti-Tom and wanting him gone? Like, this is something that we're kind of, I feel we're not seeing... Just why Tom is so targeted. It was from day one. We've got to go after Tom. We've got to go after Tom. And he's still there for starters. But is there something that I'm missing or that the viewers are missing from what is wrong with Tom? Oh, like nothing. I don't, I personally, like personally, I don't have anything wrong with my, I love all my tribe. Like I'm still Mogaton through and through. I think for me, it was that Tom had actually made a comment to me where he had said to me, and I think this is the one you actually did see on camera where Tom had said to me, you know, I had a, you look really strong and you were really putting your body on the line trying to find that key and stuff. But I could, I just felt the way that he was saying it. I was like, I don't feel you're genuine right now. Um, I just have that gut feeling where I don't 
think that you really generally mean what you're saying to me right now. When I could see, I could see him judging me. Mm. I definitely could. So that's why I was trying really hard to prove that point. And I, and I think there that we knew that if if Tom makes it to the merge, I think you know he is so in there with like Mike and Lee and Jack and Georgia and Shannon that he would be really really dangerous if he was to make it to the merge, basically. Yeah. Um, so that was my thinking about it, and I was just skeptical because of the way that he kind of had that conversation with me about strength and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, I don't generally feel like this is personal like this is this is truth I don't I just feel like you're saying this just so that I'm not so wary of you but then talking to the girls the other girls felt that as well they were quite wary of him okay that explains it's just his name's always up and it's kind of like I feel like it's just watching it back now I'm like see it wasn't you know everyone obviously had little concerns not concerns but everyone had just a kind of wary sort of thing yeah. about her but i mean generally as a person they're all amazing okay, you know good. like you don't have anything against people it's just the little things that happen where you put two and two together and just like oh don't really know how that sits with me so, so you're not secretly going yes Muggleton's losing all the time sucked in for voting me out <laughs> <laughs> i do sometimes i'm like oh maybe you shouldn't have voted off the really strong player <laughs> like i do have to laugh and i mean I did have to do that little tweet. When I was watching Mogaton with the sandbag challenge, I was like, oh, Farty, you had a power lift in <laughs> But I get it's the game, and, you know, it's not until you've had, like, same thing for my challenge. When you haven't had food and when you are dehydrated and when you haven't had sleep and you're not feeling well, you don't perform at your best. And I can't say now that I would single-handedly win that challenge because that's not what I'm saying, but I definitely saying that that is a strength and I definitely could have been a big attribute to Mogaton Tribe and helping them win that challenge the, and I mean, getting that tarp and your, that coffee. Your, your redemption jewel, though, I will say, like, as soon as I saw that challenge, the first thing I thought was, like, God, that's easy. Like, seriously, that's it? But then I obviously realised the, the balls, I guess, were weighted and it was kind of obviously a little bit more... That was just- Massive things of concrete. Right. Just putting that out. Oh, okay, concrete. Wow, that's see, that didn't come across. See, there you go. Okay, that uh, <laughs> it's not easy, definitely. But I mean, that that it's an obvious question again that you're disappointed to go out in that way. But w- would you have much preferred a challenge similar to what you did have against D? Sort of a more kind of. I mean, that one seemed kind of just a case of it was, yeah, you stood there and you kind of took it in turns, whereas you're almost racing D. I mean, do you feel that that sort of challenge would have been more to your strength or was that one more to your strength? But again, going back to what you were saying about how without food and kind of, you know, living like that way, it kind of did uh, go against you at that point. Um, it was really hard for me too because as as some parts of that challenge you can actually see that I'm actually really, really sick in that challenge like I had been up the whole night vomiting and needed medical attention and was very very sick to the point where Tony actually one point I lean over and I'm actually holding on to Tony because I can hardly stand but I definitely would have preferred a strength challenge or something like that first challenge that first duel with D um just because personally for me I am terrible at hand-eye coordination and I (laughs) never play sports that involve balls because I have like that is just terrible this is why i play roller derby this is why i do powerlifting because i'm <laughs> terrible at that um so it was i was like oh this is something not cool like give me a strength challenge where we had to stand on 
you know, do the chimney sweep challenge that obviously the other tribes did or something like that first challenge would have been amazing. Mm. But that's not how, of course, you always, you never know until you turn up and you're like, okay. But I'm still really proud of the efforts that I didn't quit. You know, even when I was falling behind and Tony was ahead of me, I never once thought, this is it, I'm going home. I was like, no, I will keep fighting. I'm not worried about what Tony's doing. I'm just going to keep going until I'm doing it. Because you never know, Tony might miss four in a row and Fluke, I might just get all four. Yep. Unfortunately, heaven, but... Sadly, sadly not. One, one thing um, that I always get sad about on Redemption Island Seasons of Survivor is that you've got to burn your buff. And I don't know in terms of, does that upset you? Are you at that point going, Matt, please let me keep this. Come on. I, and the funny thing is I think we actually had to retake my buff burning because it didn't burn the first oh, time really? properly. Oh, really? Like, oh. They are not meant to leave the show just yet. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so hard having your buff burn because it's so very final, which I know like when you leave it's final too, but just and standing there and just watching that buff burn was very hard i have to admit do, I think do they give you another one do they at least give you a replacement one no oh that's no. heartbreaking like buffs are awesome and buffs are expensive i don't know if you've ever seen how much they cost if you just want to buy like a survivor buff but they're expensive yeah, they're hannah crazy. i know yeah i was like so not only did i leave survivor with a scorpion bite a spider bite <laughs> a bug a bug in my ear that died so wow. this is why i was i had like a massive ear infection and I had a bug that had crawled into my ear and died and caused an infection. Wow. And I didn't get to keep my buff. <laughs> Jeez, that's um, we really need to promote this second boot club again. Um, we need to yes. we need to help you out there. <laughs> <laughs> bring give Hannah a buff. Give yes, a there buff. we go. Hashtag bring Hannah a buff, everybody out there. <laughs> Not like. bring the glamour hammer anymore. It's give bring back the buff or yep, something. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Did uh, So once you leave the game, in, in terms of, I guess, the medical side of things, so like with the, the, the bug and, you know, every other bite that you seem to have received, I mean, obviously you're, you're fine now, I'm guessing. I don't want to assume. I yep. mean, that's, everything's good with all that? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. It's all good. Like, I just had to stay for a couple of days, um, a few days <laughs> afterwards, <laughs> obviously because you can't fly if you have an infected ear. Um, so I just sort of got to have like this mini holiday after Survivor where I just chilled out. Uh, but yeah, it was totally cool. We didn't actually know that anything was actually in there until obviously I sought medical treatment and we had started to, this is going to get really gross, all the infection started to drain out of my ear and out comes this lovely black bug. And I was like, lovely. oh, hello there. Okay. I claim that it climbed into my ear because I started to get sick. Um, as Tony arrived on Redemption Island, so I claim that maybe the bug got in there to get away from Tony's rant <laughs> I, and I his snore. Did you did you give the, did Tony you give the bug a, no, a name at least when it came out of your ear? I didn't really think of that one. Oh, no. There we go. Hashtag name Hannah's bug. Um, Hashtag. Bug. <laughs> I don't know if that sounds a bit wrong, actually. So they actually, <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll just just get get our minds out of the gutter. Did they? So they sent you home basically after you were fine. You don't have to hang around for the rest of the the filming, or no? So you just go home. Wow. So see, that's that's very different. Like in the US one, they but you're basically there until the end of 39 days because they don't want you yeah. know your family knowing that you came home early because you know they just want it surprised. So there you go, Survivor New Zealand doing it slightly <laughs> different. <laughs> 
And I mean, I'm pretty hard to miss. Like, I'm from a, <laughs> quite a small town. So people, like, automatically are like, hey, but I did actually, obviously I came home and stayed at home a little while because I was still very exhausted. I mean, the whole experience is amazing and life-changing, but you are very, very physically drained. Now, Afterwards. I want to I try and pronounce your town here because I, I was in New Zealand at the end of last year and I discovered the beauty of the WH, what that actually is pronounced in New Zealand. And being being Australian, yeah. I, of course, uh, you know, am fascinated by it. But is it Whangarai? Whangarai? <laughs> that was close. Whangarai. Oh, Whangarai. It's got that Whangarai. Okay, right. Yep. I just, I love it. I absolutely love the, the language around that, how it's the WH sound. And I remember coming home and showing all these photos to, like, my friends and my parents, like, going... Tell me how you pronounce this town. And it's like, you know, you just, you lose it when it's certain towns. Yeah. I know. The, re- the reaction though, like, again, reading some of your interviews, obviously uh, you're mentioning in some of them, you know, you're getting lots of messages from the fans and I guess kind of uh, feedback from everybody. I mean, has, has this kind of been overwhelming for you just to see the amount of support that you've gotten out there f- through all the people that have been watching the show? Absolutely. Like, I'm still blown away at how amazing people have been about it to be honest I was a little bit worried because you never know how people are going to take it because I am so different and like people when I watched Survivor when I was binging those episodes I never really saw anyone that looks not looked like me but kind of was like oh my god I'm kind of like that person so I think I was worried on how people were going to be like we're not sure how to take this chick you know she's some crazy pinup chick who wore a dress on the first day but I'm, it's, it's actually been amazing, the amount of support. And even though for me, even though I haven't won the game Survivor as such, I still feel like I've won in a way because Survivor has brought around this whole issue around body shaming, body positivity, people learning to accept themselves for who they are and realizing that you're not defined by a number. What I'm really like, that, this is what I'm so passionate about, like plus size modeling and promoting health beauty and strength at all sizes and I think that a lot of people can relate to that because they feel like they are so defined by what they look like so you know yeah I was that curvy girl or that fat girl the curvy girl in her bikini on the show and was super proud of it so you know people are now messaging me like this is awesome I can't wait till it's summer so that we can wear a bikini at the beach and not be embarrassed by what I look like you know so in a way even though I'm sad and I'm super gutted that Survivor is over for me now. I still feel like, in a way, I won because all these people are now feeling like they can relate to me and, you know, that they realise that no matter what they look like or no matter what size they are, they can still do things. They're not limited to, you know, to the definition of what society considers they can do. Mm. And I can imagine that's a great message then too that you share with with your students as well. And I, I mean, yeah. what's and also what's been their reaction? I guess to kind of seeing their teacher on Survivor. They are so excited. Um, so I teach like preschool age children, and so so they're like four and five, and every day they come in and they're like, Miss Miss, we saw you in your undies on TV. <laughs> and I was like, They're not my undies. It's my bikini, and I still love it because the kids are really awesome. And the kids, I still remember this one little girl when she goes to me, your tribe were really mean to you, eh? And they voted you out. But we still love you, and you're still really strong because you lift up all the heavy things at work, and some of the other teachers can't lift them up, but you lift them up. And I was like, that's right. Yes, I do. (laughs) And I think it's really good just showing children, um, like, diversity, and it's okay to be different, and it's okay 
to do things that make you like that are scary and I think it's really good because I can be like hey you know like look at me on Survivor it didn't matter what I looked like I still had the opportunity to do it so to tell children to you know reach to the stars and dream big and don't be limited by what people say you can and can't do it sounds like you mentioned on the show about how you know bigger and better things planned for you in the future. I think you've got a career here in motivational speaking, Hannah. Like, you're, you're selling yourself well. I mean, what, what are kind of now, I guess, moving forward that you're sort of, what you mentioned on the show, do you have other plans? I mean, kind of, is there things that you're kind of looking into? What What's next for, for Hannah Goff? Um, so, I, there's definitely big plans in the pipe work. I actually am at the moment... Um, so I do have a, a modeling agent, but I'm now looking for an agency that aligns with my views around body positivity and plus size modeling and the, the term not defined by a number. So I'm seeking now for an agency who is going to like has those views around body positivity that I do as well. So, and I'm also in the talks at the moment for some like um, plus size activewear brands out in New Zealand who are looking for the place like faces for plus size. So I'm in talks with that. And I actually do have been asked by a couple of people to start doing some um, seminars around bullying and um, stuff that I've overcome through my journey of body acceptance and stuff like that. And I'm hard out into my powerlifting at the moment. I'm in like three weeks away from a massive powerlifting competition. Right. So I'm like, can't wait to further pursue that more wow. as well. Wow. Definitely not the end for me. Like I think that big things are going to come from this and I'm really, really excited to see it. Definitely sounds like that. Well done. I, I will say, just before we let you go, uh, I, I know obviously you can't really fully answer this question because uh, I'm sure you know a lot more than what we know in terms of what's happening in Survivor New Zealand, but from an outsider's perspective, can you at least tell us who you're semi-rooting for at this point to win or who you would <laughs> like to see win, perhaps? So I'm still torn because there's two people that I really want to see win um i think that barbs is super underestimated and i think that barbs is coming up in the same situation with me where i think watching the show i can see a lot of her tribe are judging her by her age and thinking i don't think barbs is a good fit where i think barbs is going to be super underestimated i don't know things so this is just me i think barbs is going to go real far also I think Avi. I love Avi. Mm-hmm. And people are like giving him a little bit of hate online because, yeah, he said those mean things about me. But I had this really amazing chat to Avi just before our tribal council where I shared some stuff with him and he shared some stuff with me. And we made this really strong connection where I think if I had stayed in the game, we definitely would have had a very, very powerful alliance. So I'm hoping that Avi and Barb's make it to that final two or final three or you know i don't know obviously i've watched a couple of different survivors where some had two some had threes i don't know new zealand might make it two new zealand might make it three i have no idea could have a four for all we know like they could be completely different (laughs) i'm really hoping that barbs and rv end up in those finals i like that i I definitely come around with rv uh sort of talked him up in our last episode and yeah uh but i'm with you there in terms of just being judged and sort of how that's kind of going there. Actually, one thing I want to quickly ask, because uh, I think we've got a bit of... I've already mentioned my Sala love, but um, in terms of Lou, like, how, like you said yourself, like, how is she 18, 19? Like, I'm watching this every week going, she's, she's more mature than I am, and I'm like a decade yep. older than her. How awesome is Lou? <laughs> Lou is amazing. 
Oh, Lou Le- is fantastic. Unfortunately, I never really got to hang with Lou. Like, when we were in Mogaton and we were building, like, you know, building stuff, the only time I really got to hang out with Lou was when I was carrying the, as I like to call them, boulders, <laughs> to the campsite. You know, I didn't really get to hang out with Lou, but as I'm watching her on screen, I am loving her. She is awesome. Like, she's badass, and she's 18. Crazy. Dude, like. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, we're looking forward to seeing how this plays out and how it's all going along. But, Hannah, it's been a lot of fun. So uh, happy that you could join us here to chat about this. And uh, we'll no doubt get you on again in the future, chat more about it when the season's over, perhaps, and uh, see how it's all going. But uh, appreciate your time. Commiserations. As I said, we're still mourning the loss of you from the show. But uh, I'm sure it's not going to be the last time we uh, see or hear from you. No, awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. So there we have it. Uh, Hannah Goff, great exit interview there and uh, a lot definitely said. Uh, a little bit more in depth than I guess sort of the exit interviews we used to have on Survivor Oz when we did the ones with Salman Del Sur. So uh, look, we're, we're looking at bringing as many of these as we can throughout the uh, the remainder of Survivor New Zealand. I'll obviously be away for the next seven weeks when it comes to uh, myself. So Nick and Perez will be kind of taking the reins when it comes to our Survivor New Zealand coverage. But uh, again, we'll be hoping that we can bring you at least some over the uh, the coming weeks. And even if we can't sort of have them out there frequently as maybe some other shows out there, we'll no doubt get them on again in the future to, I guess, more in-depth post-season, as we mentioned with Hannah, when a little bit more can be talked about because there are obviously certain things you can't really discuss when the season's still going on compared to when they're on the... Uh, after the show that's what i'm trying to say so uh hannah big appreciation that she was on the show and uh special shout out there to to uh tvnz in terms of uh how we uh got these organized uh great great crew there at tvnz that have definitely helped helped us out and hooked us up with some great content across the way and i can definitely say that uh, some other networks around the world could probably learn from uh how tvnz handle things because uh they're doing a fantastic job we are we are out of here for this episode but as i said continuing our coverage of survivor new zealand moving forward uh perez and nick will be taking the reins while i'm away i'll try and chime in when i'm when i can time differences and everything along those lines you'll be seeing content that i'm producing while i'm on the road as i said uh in previous episodes i'll be at the survivor finale the u.s version uh in los angeles next week so i'll be hoping to bring you as much coverage of that as i can be it in the form of video and audio so stay tuned to the oz network and you can find out all that information if you uh want to stay in touch with us of course you can email us the oz network at hotmail.com if you've got anything relating to survivor new zealand you want to talk about if you've got anything you want to talk about survivor in general or if you're not a survivor fan and sick of us posting these episodes and just want to listen to uh, our third watch ones our nip tuck ones our spider-man ones we've got coming up everything else you can also comment us uh send us messages and all that sort of jazz like us on facebook follow us on twitter we always uh we see every message see every comment we reply whenever we can and we always appreciate the feedback and you can leave us feedback on itunes you can leave us there on stitcher and we're available now on spotify as well fantastic that we're on this service if you do use spotify you love listening to your music and you think eh, i want to listen to a podcast today we're now on spotify so uh there you go that simple subscribe while you're on there as i said rate us give us feedback uh it can be a one or a five today i think about a four i think it was a decent episode today so feel free to leave us a four uh but again appreciate everything that you guys are sending us and uh we look forward to bringing you more content moving forward this has been the oz network my name is ben thank you for tuning in and we'll speak to you next time thank you for listening to the oz network don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week for more information hit us up at the oz network.net 